it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Feels like I ain't been taught things right Cause of centuries of colonial mess Waiting for someone to teach me Yeah Licking thin lips and spewing lies my way And that's why you work in universities Fuckery, fuckery, fuckery mm, 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 mm. Oh, oh, oh My straws are saying let's go Oh, oh, but student loan is saying no If you want to be teaching me But I'm the one who has to pay You gotta stop colonial fuckery You gotta teach me the right way If you want to be teaching me And this is now semester two You gotta make a big impression Gotta read Maya Angelou I'm a dickhead in recovery, baby Better come at me the right way, honey I'm a dickhead in recovery, baby don't, don't come here and stress me out. Oi, 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 oi. <laughs> that is Le Bangor. Uh, Le Bangor. It is a banger. What? Are you fucking mad? That is what? Collection. Oh, God. Honestly, if you don't know that one, that was Christina Aguilera. Um, genie in a bottle I'm a genie in a bottle, baby Gotta rub me the right way, honey Boy, that song whew, That was a tune Do you remember that? I think those tops are coming back You know those um, those backless tops That would do shine shine at the front um, And it's like a halter neck thing And then you've just got one string at the back to tie it But it's like virtually backless Oh, they Early noughties Because this song came out, what, in 1999? Late 90s, early noughties, those looks with with a pair of hipster jeans. Are you fucking mad? Wow. Wow. I would like to see me in one of those. Hipster bootcut jeans. Bootcuts. <laughs> hipster bootcut jeans with that backless little shine shine top. And then butterfly clips in your hair. Nah, you're fucking nuts. I can't wait. I can't wait. They say fashion comes back round. When that one comes back oh, with metallic eyeshadow you're mad. I, I am ready. I am fucking ready because when that fashion was around the first time, I think what I was in secondary school or something. And yeah, I was in secondary school. And I remember going with this girl, Zara, we went to Oxford street to go and buy, um, these hipster jeans from CNA, CNA. Did that used to be H and M? I don't know, but we went to CNA on Oxford Street to go and buy our little hipster jeans. And because I think her dad worked at Starbucks at the time. So she had these Starbucks vouchers and then we went and got a Frappuccino afterwards. We were really living life. It was so cute. 
in them days, but don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, before I carry on and just keep talking and talking and talking, it is me, Kalechi, in the place to be. Well, the place to be is literally my living room because obviously I'm recording from home and I'm getting my best life. So this is SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Um... If you're listening to this on a Monday, um, I'll be in New York. New York, New York. I gotta be a part of it. Woo! Yeah. Um, sorry. Just really excited. I'll be in New York because Dove have flown me out to New York to attend a screening of, well, the premiere screening of um, a film called Girls Room. Yeah, so I think it's directed by Lena Waith, I think. But yeah, so I'll be there. But um, we just give thanks. We have to give the most high praises. Oi, for the hair I breathe. For the hair I breathe. Oh my God, look at my af coming out. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I just thank God for these opportunities coming my way. And I pray for all of us to have our dreams and desires as they align with our highest good manifest in this year. Like we deserve, like we've been putting the work in. Um, I feel like 98% of the people who listen to this podcast aren't bad vibes. So obviously I wish you well. There's like 2% who I think listen just for um, Pasa Pasa and Mix Up, Mix Up. But um, yeah, the general population that listens, like you're all rascal art G's. So I pray for great things for us all, man, because um, it's exciting times. I'm going on these little trips and that, like what? Mad, mad ting, mad ting, mad ting. Hopefully the next time I go to New York, I'll be going to do like a live show or some kind of workshop or something. So my New Yorkers, you got to sort that out. I don't know what accent that was. I'm so incredibly sorry. Um, But yeah, I'm just very happy to be here. Very happy to be doing all of the things. Um, Yeah, uh, let's get into the tarot then. Let's do that bit first. Let's get that out of the way. Oh, the tarot is heavy this week. It's heavy. It's heavy. I feel it in my bones. But the advice is very clear. So... The first card that came out is the Nine of Swords. The Nine of Swords, you see an image um, in the Lisa Sterl deck. You see a dark skinned girl with like like white hair, like white um, wig or weave or whatever. She's got her hair cap on whatever and she's up clearly in the middle of the night because it's absolutely pitch black around her Uh, she's up in the middle of the night and there are nine swords on the back wall and she's got her hand over her face and she's just devastated looks like she's just devastated she's so upset so I feel like this is where we start off whoever you are we're starting off here that you feel you know, it's a part of yourself that you don't, you're not really showing, or maybe you are, but it feels like this is something that you definitely do when you're alone, that you're so incredibly devastated um, by everything. You, it's really, you're in a lot of turmoil and it's mental. It's a lot of it's mental. Like this is why the swords came out. It's something that's going on and on and on in your head. Like so many things have worn you down and stressed you out. 
and it's heartbreaking for you and it really really it really makes you sad depressed a lot of it like you're you're in a place right now where you feel totally alone and totally devastated and that's causing you to not really be able to sleep not really being able to focus on much so you know well done for even listening to this podcast like with the way that you're feeling right now and what that's happening what's that's what that's caused uh because the next card is 10 of swords so we've gone from nine straight to 10 so we're going up so it's telling me that the reason that you're at the 10 of swords which is simply exhausted is because of all of the things that have been running through your mind and like just being that upset just being that down and that dejected and um maybe it's a loss or something you're grieving something you're grieving something so heavily that it's literally exhausted you mentally and you can't make yourself do anything else so on the ten of swords card we see an um a girl lying on her side and she's looking like she's uh, still scrolling through her phone so even though she's so mentally exhausted and everything feels bleak around her she um she's still there with the phone still trying to like scroll even though all of these swords are in her she's still trying to scroll still trying to see what's happening and trying to keep up to date with things maybe you're trying to keep up with schedules you're still trying to keep up with work commitments you're still trying to keep up with engaging with people on social media um returning texts and um i don't know even going on tinder dates all of them things there you're still trying to continue doing things even though you're extremely mentally exhausted because you're grieving something in private and it's weighing you all the way down. Um, the energy that's next is the hermit card in reverse. And um, we see an image again of um, a person, you know, and this is a Virgo card as well. So we see an image of a person kind of shutting their laptop they're wearing dark clothes. So a lot of this feels very, very dark. So they're wearing dark clothes and they've got a gray coat over them and they've got their hand kind of over their chest. And the other hand is shutting the laptop. Um, yeah, closing the laptop. Um, that is what you're not doing. You're not removing yourself f- uh, from the situations that are co- that that would allow the space for you to grieve in the way that you need to grieve, that would allow you to process all of the things that you're feeling, you're not doing those things. And so you're kind of stuck in this rut um, of devastation and grief. Um, Because the hermit card upright is you realizing that, you know what, I need to take time out. I need to kind of really go into myself and, and give myself space to feel all of these emotions and and process where they're coming from, maybe even get therapy um, or something, but you're not giving yourself space to do that. Instead, you're like, oh no, I need to be out here, out here. I still need to be functioning. I still need to be meeting these deadlines. I still need to be, you know, um, committing myself um, and um, going to these lunch dates and doing all of this. And you're still trying to do everything for everybody else and appear as if everything's okay when deep down, or deep inside everything's crumbling or you feel like it is that is how you feel about the world at the moment because you haven't given yourself time to really process all of the things that have happened to you you're still trying to look for the answers outside of yourself maybe looking for the answers on like social media like clicking on all of these like you know these quote pages and and these um 
meme pages as if that will explain things away and while they are great way for escapism and to find a way to articulate your thoughts there comes a point where you have to put your phone down and go and do the work that needs to be done and sit with you and they say like what the happiest or saddest day of your life will be the day that you meet yourself you still need to go and meet yourself you need to take time to to sit down um and take some time out from everybody and really feel all of the emotions, like sit with the emotions and see, see what they're trying to tell you or sit with a professional, sit with a therapist, um, journal, do something that helps you to get your feelings out um, rather than in the daytime pretending that they're not there and then in the nighttime not being able to really do anything other than wallow in all of the things that you're feeling. Um, the card that came out after that, um, to strengthen the message is the seven of wands so we see a figure she's got red hair she's wearing one fire little um skirt quilted skirt um and like black turtleneck black um tights and some nice fierce uh black boots heeled boots and she's planting her wands in the ground like with 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 you know with fervor with determination she's planting her seven of wands into the ground like she's sticking them into the ground and it looks like she's creating a barrier uh, but around behind her the sky is blue so i take that because all throughout all the other three cards everything's been black but then in the hermit card we start to see a little bit of um blue through the window and then we come to the seven of wands and it is bright blue she's out there in the day uh, in the daylight and she's doing all of this work and she's planting her um her wands into the ground and we see a cactus behind behind her and cacti don't necessarily need lots and lots of water to thrive they are good at thriving in conditions that other plants might not really succeed in and I think that that is um, a word as well. Like, however you're feeling right now, the way that you're grieving right now, understand that you are equipped in a way that some people aren't equipped to thrive in conditions where you may not have had all of the um, support and the sustenance that somebody else would have gotten um, and other people have gotten that's helped them to develop. So maybe it's a childhood thing. Maybe you were brought up in circumstances of you or you're currently living in circumstances that anyone else would be crumbling under, but you do have the strength to um, withstand all of the things that are happening. You do have um, the fortitude to be able to see yourself through this what the image in the foreground is showing us is that you need to have better boundaries and that's why she's out here planting the seven of wands into the ground and creating a barrier between her and um us the onlooker um, onto the card you have to have better boundaries because all of this grieving that you're doing alone right now who have you really really been able to call on but you are so fast to jump and be there for everybody else and this is just that kind of message that you can't keep giving of yourself in a, you you have to have more compassion basically your boundaries are around where your compassion is being shown yeah definitely show compassion to the everybody else on the outside but where is your self compassion where's the compassion for your to, to to your needs and to your wounds that's where you've got to turn it inwards like you've got to be the best friend that you wish you had and i'm not saying that you don't have friends i'm not saying that you don't even have a best friend but you've got to be the true the quintessential best friend to yourself and provide for yourself the words of encouragement and the things that you need to help you get through this stage that you're at um 
if you were you're the person that loved you the most in the world like you had this best friend that loved you the most in the world what advice would you give to yourself right now to help you through this process maybe stop texting that person maybe stop um doing this or what are the things or start doing this and start doing this like what what is the advice you'd give someone who you love the fuck out of who was in this situation that you're in now grieving the way that you're grieving now it would be to have these boundaries in place it would be like don't keep uh not to keep running online to escape the very things that are happening in and around you um you're gonna have to face things head on and that's not necessarily to say that you have to make these massive decisions that take just moving myself around and um, that's not to say that you have to take these massive um decisions that mean like i don't know ending relationships or um quitting jobs or whatever but it is saying like boom have some boundaries in place so you're not being depleted from everything else that you're doing and give yourself space to grieve in the way that you deserve to grieve, whatever it might be that is ending or that never got started or whatever it might be. Like just give yourself space to feel all of the feelings. The card that came out uh, from the Marcella Kroll deck, uh, the Oracle deck is meditate number 40. And again, telling you to take that time with yourself. I'm just going to see what she wrote here. She says, drawing this card asks you to create more stillness in your life. Look, see, utilize meditation, breath work and other gentle activities to relieve stress and bring more peace into your entire being. You may need a break from daily duties for clarity. Your current situation may be distracting you. So more quiet time and less attachment are required. And that's that's it. You know, have those boundaries in place so you know what is me time and what is them time. But at the moment, you're using all of them for them um, for them time. And then the me time that you should be having doesn't exist. So you're wondering why you're unable to move forward from this grief and this sadness that you're feeling. But you haven't even given yourself space to actually feel feel it and to and to to interrogate and to explore where those feelings are coming from. So you have to have the space there for all of this to um you know, for all of this to be resolved. And the card that came out from the Say Your Mind Affirmation card deck is I have staying power. The things we truly want in life require a lot of work and sometimes sacrifices have to be made. When you are sure of what you desire, you have to hold on tight with all of your heart. So I feel like in this situation, it feels like maybe it's a relationship that somebody is trying to hold on to but rather than focusing on the external relationship between yourself and somebody else whatever that might be or between you and a job or whatever the real relationship is between you yourself and you you know like that is the true relationship and that is the one you should have staying power for are you having staying power in these other relationships because you feel like that will somehow um give you some kind of validation about your self-worth you are worth something whether you're working in this job or whether you're with this person or whether your parents say or whatever, you're worth something regardless of what other people have to say about it. So you have to have the staying power to to advocate for yourself. And that requires you having better boundaries. Otherwise, you'll keep feeling that loss ever and that grief every time you feel rejected by these people that you keep wanting to reach out for and holding on to. Hold on to yourself, hold on to your heart. So that's the message from the tarot this week. Um, so I'm going to move into share your magnificence. So my first share your magnificence goes out to sex fest, which has been organized by, um, Annabelle show um, of the decolonized contraception gang, gang, gang. Um, 
And it says here, I'm just going to read you the breakdown of SexFest, which is happening on Saturday, 18th of April, 2020, as in this year. Um, so yeah, it's organized by Decolon- uh, Decolonizing Contraception. It's going to be at the Arlington Conference Center. Um, and that's in Northwest. Woo, Northwest. I don't go down them sides, but I encourage all of you to go down them sides. It just feels like another country. Like they don't even have Morley's, do they? Wow. Sorry. Um, not that I don't, can't even remember the last time that I ate at Morley's, but I just like to know that Morley's are around. So it says here, Sex Fest is a sexual health and well-being event for people of color. A one-day festival dedicated to sexual health and well-being created for people of colour, hosted by the not-for-profit Decolonising Contraception Collective on Saturday, 18th of April, 2020. People of colour from around the UK, including sex educators, creatives, academics and clinicians, are coming together to deliver a fun-filled event on everything sexual health, sexuality and well-being. Held across two locations in the heart of Camden Market, the Vagina Museum and Arlington Conference Centre, the event will provide a safe space for people of colour to learn about and discuss their sexual health and well-being. Together, a range of professionals, including sexual health doctors, therapists, artists and many others, will be delivering workshops and panels throughout the day, highlighting the importance of conversations around healthy sexual relationships, discussing sexuality and sexual pleasure, and talking about sexually transmitted infections, including HIV and common uh, common reproductive health conditions. The event will be a fun, relaxed atmosphere to challenge the stigma around or among marginalised people Uh, groups experiencing poor sexual health. The day will culminate in an after party in the Vagina Museum featuring Afrobeat and hip hop DJs, poetry and comedy taking place at the Vagina Museum in Camden Market. Come and be a part of something that is one of a kind. Uh, The daytime event is aged 16 plus and the after party is 18 plus and all participants have to have um, proof of age. So nobody asked me to read that. Nobody, I just feel like it's good to big up these things. And Annabelle was such um, a wonderful guest to have on the show as well that, you know, I want to make sure that we're having as many voices out there to give people factual information about sex and um, sexuality and things like that. And and, um, Dr. Annabelle will be amazing. And so if you can make it down, you can check the caption. I would have provided a link for you to use to book your tickets um so it'll be great for as many people to head over there as possible so that's my first share your magnificence my next share your magnificence is um fisayo shoyombo um yeah uh fisayo's a journalist based in nigeria i think he works at the bbc as well but he donated five hundred thousand naira of the journalism prize um that he won to fight for the release of um inmates who are awaiting trial in nigeria so it says here fisayo shoyombo an undercover journalist says he will be donating the five hundred thousand naira attached to the people journalism prize for africa 2019 to help in the release of inmates awaiting trial Shoyombo and Kiki Mordi, who I've spoken about um, previously on this show, um, of BBC had been announced as co-winners of the prize for their undercover investigation exposing bribery and impunity in Nigeria's criminal justice system and investigation of sex for grades in some West African universities, respectively. 
In his speech on Thursday, Shionbo said the money will go into paying for the services of lawyers who would track the cases of the inmates and see to their eventual release. According to him, the fund would be managed by the Justice Project, um, by Touch the World Foundation, a social initiative of Lagos-based church um, Ecclesia Hills. Uh, I'd like to announce that I'm donating the 500,000 Naira cash reward to the Justice Project, a cause for the release of awaiting trial inmates who have no business in prison. And trust me, there are scores of them. My three-part investigation may have focused on the deep-seated corruption tarnishing the administration of criminal justice in Nigeria, but that isn't the only frailty of the system, Shoyombo said. One other is the huge population of awaiting trial inmates, many of them actually in prison prison for trivial offences and others not even deserving of detention, much less imprisonment in the first place. Um, at Ikoyi Prison, for example, more than 3,000 inmates inhabit a prison built for 800. Of these 3,000, less than 500 are convicts. The number of awaiting trial inmates usually hovers around 2,500. While I'm not in a position to help the prison service clean up its corrupt house, uh, by donating this money, I can at least help to kickstart a process I'm hoping can snowball into prison decongestion through the freedom of scores of, of awaiting trial inmates. The funds to be managed by TJP will be used to pay stipends to lawyers who will visit prisons to track the cases, ensure more inmates have their days in court, represent the inmates, settle fines where necessary and provide support to the inmates. Aside focusing on the possibility of innocence and frivolity of the cases against inmates, women with babies and inmates with young families back home receive a special consideration. Cheyombo said he lives more or less like a fugitive these days, thanked those who housed him when he went into hiding over alleged plans to arrest him. He also expressed his gratitude to his parents, senior colleagues and all of those who helped him with the investigation. I'd like to thank two of my former bosses, Mr Simon Kolawole and CEO of The Cable, and Mr. Dayo Ayeton, uh, the executive director of the International Center for Investigative Reporting, whose newspapers co-funded the story and who have both been integral to the evolution of my career in recent years, he said. I'm grateful to those who housed me interchangeably when I went into hiding in October following the threat of arrest and those who've done um, it afterwards, as I live more or less like a fugitive these days. To have housed a wanted man in the height of friendship and believe in what I do, I cannot mention your names, but you all know yourselves. Thank you. Um, that's just amazing. Um, I just think um, he's amazing. I think Fisayo's amazing um, for doing what he's doing, especially somewhere like Nigeria. I'm reading that piece, by the way, um, and it's, yeah. Whew, it's a lot. It's very much a lot. And that was written by Jamila, the the piece that I'm uh, reading out. Um, Jamila Nasir, I think her name is. Um, Yeah, Fisayo, like two slaps on your chest. Sex first, two slaps on your chest. Because people are really out here doing what needs to be done. And it takes a lot of guts. And in Fisayo's case, same thing I said about Kiki Mordi as well. Um, it takes a lot of guts to be like, you know what, I'm going to go up against a system. Like going up against one person, two people here is one thing, but going up against a rascal system, that's something completely different. And that's so fucking scary. And so I just commend you. I commend you for your bravery. 
um, I can commend you for your dedication and your commitment to um, amplifying the voices of those that society in Nigeria refuses to hear. Like it really, really matters. And imagine like I'm showing you the corruption of your criminal justice system and then you're turning around going, well, we're going to arrest you, motherfucker, for showing us how corrupt we are. We were just happy to be corrupt and for you to mind your fucking business. So, um, for Sayo, like you're doing bits, you're doing bobs, you're an absolute baby boy, like keep going, like you're supported all the way from here in London, like I believe in your cause, um, especially since look at the madness, like Ikoyi prison was saying that can only house 800 people, was only built to accommodate 800 people, yet you've got all of 3000 people there, like Nigeria likes to chop madness 365 days of the year and I just don't know when they will be full you like when will your tummy be full of the madness that you insist on chopping Ugh, it's 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 just wild but um yeah for Sayo keep fighting the good fight like you're amazing and greatly appreciated for all that you're doing so yeah that's it for share your magnificence yes I'm gonna go into so you mad so you mad actually links in with um share your magnificence in the sense that more people need to be taught um about uh sexually transmitted diseases and things like that but also not to denigrate people who have hiv as summer walker liked to do um the other week so she put up an instagram story I think it was Instagram. She put up an Instagram story now where she, I think her laptop or something got stolen. Just seen here. She's, yeah, she said, whoever stole my laptop off that LA flight last night can suck a fat, stinking, uncircumcised, HIV infested dick. And she put a smiley face. Um, So the term for what she's doing there is called um, serophobia first. It's discrimination against people with HIV um, or AIDS. Um, And, you know, at our big, big age, with all of the information that's out there, with the fact that you've got books out there, like, um, you know, full disclosure, you've got all of these things that are available, you know, full disclosure, you would, if you've listened to the episode by Cam and that I interviewed Cameron Garrett, you know, that the book is by her. And so this is a young woman who's writing. So you can't say, oh, it's Summer Walker's age is where I'm going with this. Yeah. You can't say it's Summer Walker's age that's allowing her to say something so vile because Cameron Garrett's actually younger than her and she's written an entire ass book like a novel a young adult novel about the stigmas around HIV and she's managed to weave it into a beautifully written narrative so if Cameron has sense you can't tell me that Summer Walker can't have sense if we're if we're basing on oh but she's young and you know this is what they say no in big big 2020 it cannot be what you're saying like and you know I feel like we should have all grown and people have made you know myself included, people have made wild statements um, in the past due to a lack of understanding about, um, um, you know, all of these um, situations and these issues. Um, So I just feel like education is necessary like people just say it so flippantly and they don't think anything of it but it's it's so so necessary because you're harming people by making those sorts of statements you're kind of you like look at what you're saying like oh I'm gonna wish the worst things on you and this is what I'm gonna wish on you but people are actually living that so how are you making them feel about themselves possibly people who are your fans yeah maybe if you attended meet and greets more someone would have been able to explain this to you 
I don't know, because th- this just strikes me as very much bad vibes. It's very, very bad vibesy to write uh, things like that. The uncircumcised part, I can't even get into that one. But for me, the main part was the, the HIV bit. Like everything that she wrote was ignorant. I understand that you're angry because someone stole your laptop. Like I'd be fuming if someone stole my laptop, but then to potentially harm other people and um, their life, um, their lives by the things that you're saying to me, that's wild. That's, that's very, very wild. Um, yeah, and it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel okay to me um at all. Um and yeah, I just feel like more education is needed around these things, and which is why things like Sex Fest, um, you know, having an event like Sex Fest will help people to understand. Having books written by people like Cameron Garrett will help people to understand like none of this can run, like none of this is okay. Like you can't, we can't as a society, um, keep talking about HIV and AIDS as if like, oh, well, you know, those are those people over there and I don't want anything to do with them. It's it's really unfair. It's really unfair. And it's only through like really working together as a community that we can actually impact the change that's necessary. And when you have a platform like Summer Walker has, you can't be saying those kind of things and thinking that, yeah, yeah, you know, it's okay because I'm angry. It's not okay. It's never, it's never okay. So I just wanted to like um point that out. But somebody really like told her about herself. Um he uh let me see. What did they write? They wrote here, um, I've been living with HIV since Summer Walker was eleven years old and longer than her career will last. My immune system is stronger than her life performances. Good morning. I fucking screamed. I screamed because wow. Wow. That was the dragging that was necessary. Like, let's be fair. That was a dragging that was necessary because if you focused on, you know, um, you put energy equally into your performances as um, well as learning about, um, these um conditions then you wouldn't be moving as mad as you're moving so this is why now you're being dragged because you don't want to hear word and you don't want to behave accordingly um dana white or dana white went on to say hiv stigma is usually not something people are interested in unlearning until the virus impacts them directly summer walker's words were offensive yes but also sad because one in 48 black women may be diagnosed in their lifetime and that's is that, you know, that is on period. All of you people who are out here, for instance, looking at, I don't know, um, men who have sex with men and going, oh yeah, oh my God. Because, you know, I'm going to link it also to Love is Blind because I've, I was, I've been watching that. Don't ask me, but you no, know, you can ask me why, but the reason is because you know, I love a bit of trash TV, but I pick my trash TV very, very carefully. You don't need to suggest any to me. I repeat, you do not need to suggest anything to me. But um, I got into Love is Blind now and it was a whole last mess. Like, what the fuck is Carlton on? Like, Carlton is all the way wild. Like, he's very, very... He told her that her wig has been sliding since day one and I almost screamed my flat down. Like, I almost screamed this apartment down because I was just like, wow, wow, <laughs> my heart my heart that hurt that hurt a lot you could see that burnt her as well because she turned back and I mean she was <laughs> she was there quoting Beyonce lyrics like I'm about to bounce to the next dick boy or whatever whatever 
And he's there going, yeah, but your wig sliding. Your wig been sliding since day one. Nah, nah, that was savage. And I just felt like the way he behaved towards her was really, really uncalled for. It was very, very violent, dashing things and calling her a bitch. Not once did she call him out of his name. And so the re- anyway, the reason I brought that up is because the, the issue that they were having is the fact that Carlton, I think that's his name because I've been calling him Clayton on Twitter. He didn't disclose to her that he um he previously he said but in his words he said that he used to date men um because he wasn't focused on genders he just dated who he wanted to date and that's fair enough and he didn't tell her this now one could argue I don't really have to be telling you about who I've been with and um all of that stuff that's really none of your business One could definitely, definitely argue that. And the reason that I guess we could say that is because oftentimes when um, men do come forward and go, oh, you know, I've slept with a man before I've done this or I've done that. Generally speaking, um, women, cishet women generally will be like, oh, oh, okay. Well, in that case, I don't want anything to do with you. And that's usually rooted in homophobia and therefore usually uh, rooted also in seraphobia of like, well, you know, because, you know, these men who sleep with men, um, they usually get HIV and things like that. And these are all harmful narratives um, that aren't, um, you know, they, they don't end up always being true. Like you're just, you're basing everything on stereotypes and you're not willing to even understand the socio, um, like the social dynamics that got us there in the first place. Like you're not even willing to discuss all of these things. So while you're out here saying what you're saying, um, about men who sleep with men, but you're also like from all the stories that I see um, on different threads about share with me your host stories or whatever the fuck. And people are like, oh, I slept with three men bareback in one day and I did this, but you know, and I did this. Like, but you're out here, you're worried about what this person was doing in their sexual history, but you're out here sleeping with people or having unprotected sex. They're all inserting, inserting into your vagina and you don't see an issue with that. But these are the people that you're worried about because you're worried that they weren't safe and they weren't protected. But you're, you, you, you lack knowledge yourself and on the flip side of that you're like oh I'm married I'm this so I don't ever need to go and get a checkup I don't need to do this anymore because I'm married now meanwhile you're there with an STI or an STD going on unchecked for years because oh I don't need to go and get checked anymore because what that what would that infer about the trust I have in my relationship no one's inferring anything but your your health has to become number one so basically I just really dislike the conflation of HIV um with um men who sleep with men like I I that's what I don't like yeah and that is really so that's why I thought look at me I've just gone all the way off but that's I feel like that's also rooted in the way that um the conversation kind of panned out between Carlton and Diamond like Diamond might may have had that there but I feel like she was more like look I'm just surprised that you didn't tell me this thing, this big thing that you're now telling me because you're choosing to tell me now. If you never told me, boom, but you're choosing to tell me now. So why didn't you tell me then? You know, I feel like that was her argument. Like, and what else aren't you telling me? And yes, definitely we can argue that he doesn't need to disclose 
his sexual past as long as he's like you know I've been safe and I've been this and I've been that he doesn't need to disclose anything but the f- fact that he chose to she was just like well why didn't you tell me earlier why are we waiting to this point it's just a um a lot to take in and I guess it must be for a lot of people in this heteronormative society but she was still processing it and I don't think she said anything to the best of my own knowledge she didn't say anything necessarily disrespectful to him and then he just started flinging things like back and forth in terms of words and he wasn't even sure the narrative he was going to go with talking about oh well I don't need to share it with you and the reason I haven't is because people behave like you when I tell them and then the next thing he's then going oh well um I've told other people and they haven't had a problem with it like bitch which story is it like you can't be jumping here and there like which story what is the truth which one really like what are you saying and I imagine that you could have had um that experience with like you know, both experiences could have actually happened. I'm not saying that it was either one or the other, but the fact that one minute you were saying one thing to try and put her down and then you jumped to the next thing um, to put her down again, it just, it, it just really didn't make sense. And so she was there trying to process the whole thing. Next thing you're calling her a bitch. This is why I don't fuck with bitches like you and telling her that her wig's been sliding since day one. And I'm just like, why, why the need to do all of this? Why? But I understand that he probably went on the defensive um, because he's seen behavior similar to that in the past, but he didn't even give her time to land. He'd already jumped on her neck like, oh, yeah, well, this is how you feel about it. And this and this and that. So it was pretty much a self-fulfilling prophecy. But yeah, I just felt like all of those things are definitely um, pertinent, like the the whole thing around um homophobia um the just biphobia like seraphobia like there's there's so much that's happening um around us and all of it is ultimately linked to um a hatred of the divine feminine as far as i'm concerned like that's where it's all rooted you don't want um people who you feel should be hyper masculine to be anything other than that even if they are still hyper masculine and present as hyper masculine you're still like no 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 for the fact that i know that you did this or you had this sexual past i want nothing to do with you and this is why ultimately people continue to be lied to because um a lot of people aren't ready to hear the truth um so it seems like i went off on a tangent from the summer walker thing but i just feel like everything in some way is connected everything's connected and i just think that her comment was extremely wild especially because it's just perpetuating a narrative that isn't um true um and that's that and that's what I wanted to say about her for um, So You Mad and obviously Love Is Blind. Love Is Blind, I could go on for ages. Like I could talk about it for ages because Jessica, what is that voice that she was doing initially? Oh yeah, so you sleep in the bed with your dog? Oh my God, I sleep in the bed with my dog. And the way like white American girls, when they want to do those kind of voices, they drag their bottom lip all the way down. Like they drag it to the sides so they can really get the sound out and sound like this and I you sing with your dog and all of a sudden the voice is gone now now that she's ended up with Mark the voice is gone because you know she she wanted to make Mark uh, second best but he, he, his spirit was like no 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 I must be first him and his short self um and she couldn't get Barnet. that she Jessica's wild Jessica's very wild that entire show is wild but it's the exact thing that I love about trash tv it's exhausting and you're like are these real people these could never be real people because what the fuck is going on right now so I'm watching that obviously you know that I love um 
my Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, all of the bits, all of the trash TV. Anyway, moving on to um, Dave, Santan Dave, or Rapper, well, you call him Rapper, the, the Rapper Dave. So I found it interesting the reaction to his Brit Awards uh, performance. So he performed at the Brit Awards and he basically spoke about racism. He said that Boris Johnson is um, the real racist. Um, And um, they say that we should be grateful that they're the least racist. I say the least racist is still racist. In this um, performance, he even talked about deforestation and how that's affecting climate change because those of us who understand, understand that it's going to be, you know, marginalised communities most affected by climate change and things like that. So he talked about so many things Um, in his performance yet the one that got the whites so angry is that he made statements about the black experience the lived experience of black people in this britain and they were incensed like why can he say that you know this is racist and that's racist like he mentioned grenfell all of this stuff, they didn't give a shit about that. Like he actually gave them proof. He actually gave them facts to back up why he was saying this country is extremely racist and they didn't want any of it. Instead, they were like, oh, well, you know, um, as far as we're concerned, if this was the other way around, it would be seen as racist. And what gets me about white people is that they're very, very quick to see the hypothetical racism if it was flipped the other way around. But just presenting it to them as what the racism is, they can't see it because they don't see colour because they're usually the same ones that go, I don't see colour. Oh, I don't know why we've got to talk about race all the time because, you know, I don't see colour. Or, you know, um, I just think it's incredibly impolite for us to focus on things that you know class is a major issue class is the real issue in the in the uk um, and we find that the working class um do suffer um so much um but then again we have to consider work ethic how much are the are these unskilled people actually doing for our society so you've got both people or different types of classes basically going that they're not racist when everything that they're saying is in fact racist amongst um amongst other things but they had such a problem with Dave's performance and it was just like yeah well you know this would be racist the other way around but we're not looking at it the other way around you fucking dickhead we're looking at it this way around which is the way that it has been for centuries we're looking at this way around so rather than again centering yourself in the narrative like how would it be if this was done towards me but it isn't being done towards you you are doing it towards other people. And that's what we're focusing on. That's like, yeah, slapping someone around the face, like bossa, just slapping them around the face. And then they're like, shit, that fucking hurt. Like you slap my face and it fucking hurt. Ooh, well, it fucking hurt, did it? Well, it fucking hurt, did it? Well, imagine if it was the other way around, if you'd slap me, that would have hurt too. Yeah, but I didn't slap you, you knob. I didn't slap you, you slapped me and I'm telling you that it hurt. So why are we now going back to how it would have felt if I hypothetically slapped you? Because that didn't fucking happen. It didn't happen. So all of this, oh, well, that would be reverse racist. Stop reversing things. Stop flipping and reversing it. Yeah. If, is it worth it? Let me work it. You know what I mean? You know what I fucking mean? I don't have to have the words. You know what I mean? 
Stop flipping stop flipping it and reversing it yeah look at it exactly how it is because also reverse racism is not possible it doesn't exist it doesn't exist anywhere on this planet why because colonization happened why because the transatlantic slave trade happened so it's not possible for there to be reverse racism because racism requires power it requires an institutional systemic it requires that power that basically black people do not have and you know black people brown people do not have that societal power in the way that you have it so even if you someone dm'd me which i really fucking hate about oh well um my partner's saying this and what should i say say to them as feedback i can't wait to be able to just disable dms altogether because i really just despise them but usually it's because people jump in there asking me to do more work more work than I've already fucking done so um how do I come up with a rebuttal because my partner's saying that but if if this was in Africa then it could be racist if we're talking about power no it couldn't be racist even if it was in Africa it couldn't be because colonization fucking happened South Africa is still a rascal thing Rwanda happened all of them things happened like all of it happened so it's not possible for even in Africa the massive continent of Africa it's still not possible for a black person to be racist for an African to be racist towards you because of the history of how we even got here in the first place it's not possible it's not possible just because of how history has played out it's not possible we'd have to go and redo all of history and end up on some kind of economic um equal footing for you to even have a point here but you do not have a point here yeah but people can be prejudiced yes every fucking person is prejudiced but for me to use my prejudice plus my power is how i get racism i don't have that I don't have that. So same as if I was using my prejudice plus my gender, it would be the more powerful gender or in terms of how it's constructed, that would have more power in that situation or that would be able to perpetuate sexism really in that situation. You require things to be able to do things like you need all of the ingredients for the cake to make sense. Yeah. And so you can't just pick out one ingredient and be like, well, because we all use this ingredient that makes it. No, it doesn't make it anything. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Your cake doesn't bang. Your racist cake is stupid and it won't rise in the way that you're expecting it to because you're trying to substitute ingredients that don't make any fucking sense. Yeah, that's that's simply it. So. Yeah, I'm just, I feel like really just fed up with the whole reverse racism argument because I'm sure white people know that it's not real. I'm sure, I really believe that they know it's not real, but they'll go with it anyway, because it's more about just derailing the conversation. Because if I can just fuck up this conversation, then there'll be no resolution to the conversation. And then the status quo remains the same and I can continue enjoying my things. But, um, I just feel like it's racist to say that I have white privilege because I've had a hard life. Nobody is disputing, John, that you had a hard life. Nobody's disputing it, Gary, that you've had a hard life. We're not disputing any of that. But what we're saying that in comparison to this marginalized community, you will always be chosen first. That is what we're saying right now. You will always have it less less bad, less worse than they've had it because of so many um, contributing factors. That is all we're saying. Nobody's saying that your life wasn't shit when you were seven years old. Nobody's disputing that. But let's put all of this into context and how it plays out for you and the access that you have to certain things that this person would not have if they had the exact same experiences as you growing up. That is it. So, oh. It's just fucking wild, honestly. It's just, it's, it's extremely wild. And um, 
the conversation always just goes back and forth, back and forth. And it's these, I don't know why it's left to these artists to constantly be the ones speaking out about it. I mean, I'm glad that um, um, Dave has used his platform and used that performance to say the things that need to be said. But, you know, I often wonder like, white people, where are you? Even in that Adele speech where she was just like, oh, I know this award Beyonce, uh, belongs to Beyonce. Use the word for why Beyonce did not get that award and it was given to you. And I'm not even saying that you don't bang because I've like your, your songs bang. Definitely rate them. Rate your gun fingers and all of them things there when you're on the phone. But use the actual word for why you were given that and Beyonce wasn't. Because a lot of white artists, a lot of white celebrities aren't willing to shake the boat because they do understand on a very, very visceral level. They do understand the privilege that they have in certain situations and they don't want to fuck it up. Even if they can see something with their coro eyes as it's playing out, they don't want to fuck it up. You know, there are people who can see the fuckery that's happening and they're like, oh, Kalechi, I think you'd be great to have your own show for instance um but why don't I have my own show oh because um well yeah because you know because you know but you're not going to go and call out your colleagues who are keeping these these things the way that they're keeping them because you don't want to lose your job you don't want to be um ostracized either so it's one thing to just be like I'm not racist but it's a massive thing to be anti-racist and a lot of people aren't ready to do that work so they're just happy to kind of like give cute speeches and leave it there and do nothing after the fact and whereas more actually needs to be done so that's dave and then um i just thought it was really funny it really tickled me to see that the nhs um are planning to um refuse uh treatment non-emergency treatment they um, it says here nhs staff can refuse to treat racist or sexist patients under new rules the nhs will soon bar discriminatory patients from non-critical care powers that um currently only cover aggression or violence um, it says here, currently staff can refuse to treat non-critical patients who are verbally aggressive or physically violent towards them. But these protections will extend to any harassment, bully or dis- bullying or discrimination, including homophobic, sexist or racist remarks. Health Secretary um, Matt Hancock wrote to all NHS staff on Tuesday to announce stronger measures to investigate abuse and harassment towards staff, saying no act of violence or abuse is minor. Being assaulted or abused is not part of the job he said Uh, far too often i hear stories that the people you are trying to help lash out i've seen it for myself in a and e's on night shifts and on ambulances Uh, mr hancock says he was horrified that any member of the public would abuse or physically assault a member of our nhs staff but it happens too often mr hancock outlined a new joint agreement with police and the crown prosecution service which will give police more powers to investigate and prosecute cases where nhs staff are the victim of a crime all assault and hate crimes against nhs staff must be investigated with care, compassion, diligence and commitment, he said. These new rules were announced with the release of the 2019 NHS staff survey for England, which showed that more than a quarter of NHS workers were bullied, harassed or abused in one year. Four in 10 workers felt unwell due to work-related stress. About one in seven of some of the of some 569,000 staff surveyed uh, reported being physically attacked up slightly on the year before. The poll found staff at ambulance, mental health and learning disability trusts were worse affected by abuse and violence. Um, the NHS chief executive, Sir Simon Stevens, said his... Uh, said his service was determined to clamp down on abuse and aggression in all its forms. Well, 
yeah, let's see, because it says here, Christina McKinney, um, Assistant General Secretary of Unison, that's a union, said that although she welcomed Mr. Hancock's tough talk, it came many months after he promised to tackle violence. These figures show that there's been no noticeable change, she said. A separate survey published by the Parliamentary and Health Service Ombudsman found that one in five mental health patients do not feel safe in um, in NHS uh, care. More than half of people with mental health problems in England also said that their treatment was delayed, while 42% said they were diagnosed too late. Um, I just find all of these um, stats and things interesting because work-related stress and everything, how many black people, brown people work for the NHS? How many... um, people of the LGBTQ plus community work for the NHS. I feel like, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, we're going to refuse service to um, patients who like to move mad and um, behave um, in racist, sexist, homophobic um, ways. But what about the working environment? What about the staff? What's happening with that? Because oftentimes that gets swept under the carpet too. So their mental health of the staff isn't just being affected by what the patients are doing. It's also being affected by what their colleagues are doing. And that needs to come into consideration too. Um, But what I found funny was under this um, uh, piece, um, so many people were upset that they possibly wouldn't be getting treatment because of their racist or homophobic statements and and it's funny because people will say to you i'm not a racist honestly i'm not a racist i just i just you know like i'm not being funny but whenever they say that they're going to be extremely funny you know but i'm not being funny but i, I just don't like them you know like i say i say i see them around and i just don't like them because you know, i think why can't they go back to their country honestly because you know their country they need wells in that to get water out and um you know, their children are walking about with flies all over their face and they've got these pot bellies in that. Like, why can't they go back to their country and help their people? But they're here, like, taking our benefits and taking our jobs. Which one is it, you fucking cunt? Which one are they taking? Is it your benefits or your job? Because they're clearly not taking both. But, you know, they'll make all these statements, go, I'm not racist, I'm not racist. Then they'll convince you, they'll be trying to convince you that they're not racist. But the moment you say, oh, by the way, from now on, NHS staff can refuse you um, care or non-critical care they can refuse it they can refuse to give you it if you're racist well that's not fair that, that's not fair that, that's that whoa 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 whoa, whoa. I, th- I think we're going a bit overboard here but i think what but if you're not racist that doesn't matter does it if you're not racist then that new um measure will not affect you but you're showing your ass Again, same as when um, we're talking about, oh, well, that would be perceived as reverse racist. You always know what is reverse racist, but you can't see racist when it's the the, the, the the normal way up. You can't see it. You can't see racism the normal way up, but you can see it when it's in reverse. Stop looking through your your rear view mirror and face your front and see see the racism that's happening in front of you. How about that one? So again, you can see it then. And it's the same with this. Oh, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. But the moment they say, okay, well, we can refuse you care. Suddenly, you know, suddenly, you know that half the shit that you say to this NHS staff, suddenly, you know that it's racist. Suddenly, you know that it's homophobic. And then now you're like, oh, well, no, that's too much because everyone should get care regardless. Yeah. And everyone should be able to work in the places that they're working without receiving a abuse that denigrates their humanity it goes both ways you fucking idiots you know it has to be fair otherwise none of this works i'm not gonna look fam you're lucky i'm not a nurse before my mum could see any of this stuff pop off for me 
constantly. She was like, oh, Kilechi, why didn't you continue studying law? Oh, why didn't you go to law school? You know, you should have continued with your law degree. Oh my God. Okay, you don't want to do law. Okay, Kilechi, can you go and do nursing? Eh? Kilechi, go and do nursing now. Go and do nothing. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing any of that. Obviously now she's seen everything. She's like, oh, it's so wonderful. God is so wonderful. Ha, huh? God is so great. But when I was um, going back and forth with her, when she was like, oh, go and do this, go and do that. She's like, go and be a nurse. I'm not fucking being a nurse because I will clot you in your throat. I, fam, I'm out here trying to take your blood pressure and you're talking about your fucking black monkey. I will squeeze that armband. I will squeeze that armband and I'll break your arm, you dickhead. Who are you talking to? I'll slap your face. Your blood pressure will go up. Don't play with me, you know? I, cu- I couldn't do that job. Like, big up all of you, man, that do that. But, you know, do those jobs because me, oh, all you hear is boom, 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 What's happening in room 12? And go in there and it's me beating the shit out of one of your patients because they got rude. So let's, I am where I need to be and I do not need to be in, in those hospitals. So I commend you for tolerating so much fuckery because I know I could never and you don't, you shouldn't have to tolerate it. That's the point. So I'm glad that these measures are coming and you could just be like, oh girl, you don't want a blackie to touch you or you don't want this person or to, to, to touch you. Okay, fine. Well, you can touch yourself, babes. Bye. And I'll just leave. And then you can be there by yourself, not being touched by a brown person, not being touched by a black person. You can do everything yourself. Okay. Bye. That is, it, it's the way that it has to be because I always find it funny, you know, like when we see, um, stories of people going, oh, you know, this person suffers from dementia. I know a lot of people, black people who will work with these um, older people who suffer from dementia and, um, you know, various conditions. And for the life of them, they can't remember a lot of stuff. But the moment a black person walks in, it's like fucking nigger, fucking black monkey, bitch. So, so all of the slurs you remember, but so how to wipe your ass, you don't remember, but you remember all of the racial slurs. Mad, man, that's, that tells me that it's more, it's more, um, conscious than people like to pretend. Oh, unconscious bias, unconscious bias. It's not unconscious bias, mate. You just like being rude. You just like being hateful. Like it, it, it's not unconscious at all. You're very, very aware of the way that you're behaving. So let's stop lying. Um, so yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, let's move on then to, um, suck your mum aka straw of the week my first straw of the week um I've got a letter actually let me just get the letter up first where's my I've got so many emails so this letter says hi I would like your advice on this I am 21 year old female I went to my first house party this Saturday, just gone, and I stayed over at my friend's house. I shared a bed with a guy I didn't know that well, and he sexually assaulted me. I wasn't drunk, and he wasn't drunk either. I told him to stop multiple times, and after he dry-humped me, he finally stopped. I feel like I will not have enough evidence to go to the police, and I don't want to be that girl who goes to the police about sexual assault, but I would want to perform... Um, but I would want to perform a hex or a curse on him. I would like to get your advice if I should perform a hex slash spell or just try the police. Kind regards. Okay. So I have already responded to this person. 
because obviously I didn't want to wait till the show. Like I sent them a message straight away as soon as I got it. Baby girl, baby girl, I am so sorry that that happened to you. That is horrendous, um, especially since um, a lot of men feel so entitled to women's bodies and their space um, and, uh, you know, all of these things. And I appreciate that you mentioned that, you know, neither of you were drunk. So he was very, very aware of what he was doing, even when you'd said multiple times that, you know, I don't, I didn't want him to be, um, you know, anywhere near me. So I'm really, really, really sorry that that happened to you. I definitely still think that you should report it to the police because um, you can get, information about the guy because you were both at this house party so somebody knows him you can get information and you should definitely let the police know because things like this can't go unchecked and even if you feel like they're not going to do much you still need to let them know and I'm sure they can they can put you in touch with like victim support services and things like that so those things come in handy and also I would suggest um contacting your GP, going to your GP and seeing if you can be referred to a therapist to work through what's happened in this situation. And I know that there are um, various organisations that you can reach out to as a victim of sexual assault who will be able to get you um, free therapy as well. So um, anyone on who's listening to the show that know of um, organisations and things um, that I can retweet, do let me know as well and I will be providing some but um definitely report it to the police the police need to know for your sake and um for the sake of other women that this person this guy might interact with in the future (sighs) now that that's out of the way babe be girl We do not go and put hexes and spells on people. I know, I know I've cussed people out on this show and I've told them that this is going to happen to them and this is going to happen to them. We do not go and curse and hex people because whatever you put out into this universe comes back to you usually threefold. Energy is energy, babes. Energy is energy. And if you put that kind of energy out there, even if you feel like it's justified, that's it's still going to come back to you in some shape or form and what all we want to be emitting is a higher frequency all we want to be emitting out there is the vibes that will bring us the most blessings in our life what we don't want to be doing is um hexing and putting spells on people because that's energy that you could be using to sit with yourself and work through this ordeal that took place like it only happened Saturday just gone like you need all of the time to be able to process everything so going to create spells isn't where your energy is best used in this situation although I understand totally why you would want to do that and why you would feel that um you know it'll give you more power because I imagine you felt very powerless in that situation but I would just advise that that is not where you go spiritually that is not where you go but what can we do in terms of a support network that will help you work through this and give you some sense of like um like you know that justice has been served and I think that definitely you've got to report it to the police and go and see your GP as well as um you know getting access to um uh, victim support um, organisations that will also be able to speak with you through this because there'll be a lot of shame for you also attached to it like oh why didn't I do this why didn't I do that usually so we just want to make sure that you've got the things in place um, and I sense that there's anger there as well which is why you want to do the spell 
and why you want to do the hex. Um, but it's about finding somewhere safe to process that anger, which is why I'm heavily, heavily suggesting um, that you consider therapy um, as well. And also why I um, would suggest that more women take up self-defense classes as well. Um, it just gives you a sense of confidence. It's not so much about like moves and bits and things like that, but it's just so you have more confidence in situations like this to be able to feel like you've got boundaries in place. I think that everything plays into each other and just having all the tools that are necessary um, to protect yourself because people don't like to hear no and they don't, um, some people just don't like to respect space and it's fucking wild and it's disgusting. And so we have to find ways of protecting ourselves. So I'm really, really sorry that that happened to you hexes spells a no 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 prayer prayer for protection prayer for peace and to work through all of this um and all the emotions that will come up because it's not going to be a one-time thing you know something like that happens and you know there's post-traumatic stress disorder and it can play out over years so the sooner we that you can get um a support network in place i think the easier it would be to kind of navigate um all the feelings and all the emotions and and um, things that might come up as a result of this but i'm wishing you all of the protection and all of um the safety um and all of the love as you work through this uh yeah so that's my first um, straw of the week because clearly that straw goes out to that fucking idiot that felt like it was okay to do that to you um, in the first place. Like he can go suck his mother, the absolute prick. Whew. Okay. So my last straw of the week goes out to Michael O'Leary, who is, I think, the CEO of Ryanair. Um, I think he's made wild statements before, but he's not resting with his uh, wild statements. He continues to make them and it's like nobody's making him stop. So he says uh, this week, uh, he says he would like extra checks on Muslim men at airports. He says Muslim men should be profiled at airports as bombers uh, will generally be of a Muslim persuasion. Even the fact that he said Muslim persuasion is sending me because what do you mean? Like they just tinker in Muslimish, like they just tinker and Muslimi. Like what, what are you talking about? Wild. So it says here, the chief executive officer of Ryanair has called for the profiling of Muslim men at airports, claiming bombers will generally be of a Muslim persuasion. Michael O'Leary made the remark while discussing airport security with the Times newspaper in London. In the interview published on Saturday, the airline's controversial boss says, who are the bombers? They're going to be single males traveling on their own. If you are traveling with a family of kids, on you go. The chances are going to, the the chances you are going to blow them up is zero, that you're going to blow them all up is zero. The 58 year old added, you can't say stuff because it's racism, but it will generally be males of a Muslim persuasion. 30 years ago, it was the Irish. If that uh, is where the threat is coming from, deal with the threat. The Ryanair CEO is known for his controversial views and has floated proposals to charge flyers to use the toilet during Ryanair flights and a fat tax on obese passengers. A spokesman from the Muslim Council of Britain accused O'Leary of Islamophobia. I mean, I don't even know if it's just, you know, this uh, spokesman from the Muslim Council um, of Britain, because I'm also um, um, saying that he's Islamophobic. He's racist. He's he's fat phobic. He's he's all of the phobics. He's he's horrible. He's a horrible person like fam. 
you want to charge people to use and um, before I even go to the Islamophobia that we're talking about, what blew my mind is that you want to charge people to use the toilet on a Ryanair flight. I want to shit in your mouth. I want to shit in your mouth, you fucking vile creature. Since I can't use the toilet, open your mouth so I can shit in it, you prick. Like the most basic things that you would expect from these airlines, suddenly they're charging you for everything. Like, oh yeah, well, we're going to charge you now for checked luggage. So you wanted me to go to the destination naked? All of these things I think are so fucking ridiculous. And then, oh, we're going to charge you for water and drinks on the flight. Okay, so I should die of dehydration and I should starve on the flight. Like every little thing is now being charged for. I think some people were even considering like removing the chairs from a flight and you just hold on, stand for the entire journey. The world is going to shit. It's, It's going to shit. Like, the leg room is getting smaller and smaller and smaller on these planes because you're trying to cram as many people in as much as possible. And then now you're talking about, you want to charge me to use the toilet. God punish your father, you prick. But back to the thing, the main thing that I'm focusing on here, which is the blatant Islamophobia, talking about, oh, well, we should um, profile um, Muslim people more. What do you mean? What do you mean by Muslim people? Because Muslim, Islam is a religion, Islam is a religion, right? So what are you actually saying? Because Islam isn't a race of people. Being Muslim isn't a race of people. So how are you going to exactly profile them? What you're meaning to say is that you're going to um, racially profile more brown people in terms of South Asians, usually um, people who look, I hate the term, Middle Eastern. Like These are the people you're going to focus on. People with a bit of a funny tinge and a beard, you're going to profile them because yeah, th- those are clearly the people that you're focusing on. Or, or if they're getting on and they're wearing some kind of jala beard, like maybe that, that you're, you're going you're gonna to focus on that as well. Because if I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt, why are you checking me? Why? And it's funny that you're out there going, oh, but yeah, but if you're with a family, you're unlikely to blow them up. Motherfucker, if they want to blow up that plane, they're going to blow up that plane. But how many planes have really been blown up? Really? How many? Because again, it's this fear. It's this fear mongering that's happening in society. This Islamophobic fear mongering that's happening, that's making people feel so uncomfortable. Even the most sensible people will look at somebody who gets on, um, on the tube or whatever in a niqab or a hijab and then be like, oh, maybe they might blow up this train or maybe that that's unfair because you're putting people in danger you're putting them at risk and 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 that's uncalled for and it's just funny to me that we want to racially profile muslim people of a muslim persuasion whatever the fuck that is you want to profile muslim uh, men of muslim persuasion you want to do that because you know they are a threat white men are the biggest threat to our society and I'm saying that with all of my rascal chest, white men, I repeat again, are the biggest threat to our society. Because if we racially profiled you every time you stepped into, I don't know, the continent of Africa, whichever country you were visiting because of, you, you know, what your homeboys have done previously, none of you would ever be stepping foot into Africa. None of you, man, would. None of you. So if we want to start doing racial profile, racial profile, let's let's really do it then. Let's really do up racial profiling because and and if we're basing on all of our histories, let's see who's got the longer list of convictions. It's you, it's you, it's you over there. It's you over there that's got the, the most convictions, you. But then you want to turn around to people and be like, oh, well, you know, because they're likely to bomb it up. We don't want Muslim men getting on this plane and blah, blah, blah. 
again, we never ask the the political situations that cause all of these um, retaliations in the first place. You're not going to sell me a singular narrative. I'm refusing to buy it because I know that you also played a role in the fact that these people are retaliating in the first place. Like all of us have a part to play in it. So to then suddenly make it out like, well, you know, they just get up one morning and they go, it's a beautiful day for a bombing. You're a fucking liar because that's not how it happens. We want to talk about the radicalization of Muslim boys and men, but what about the radicalization of white boys and men because they are out here shooting up shooting up shooting up schools doing this doing that um robbing places and 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 countries and 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 women's bodies that all of these things have been happening for centuries but nobody's racially profiling them you know we don't talk about that radicalization we don't talk about that but it's you know it's 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 the muslim men that we want to focus on the men of a muslim persuasion whatever the fuck that is that's who we're focusing on fuck you michael o'leary fuck you and your your golden harp whatever the fuck that sign is is it a liar or whatever whatever the sign that is on the ryanair flight fuck you and that and that harp that you rode in on you prick Ugh. you can suck your mum with a with a blue and yellow striped straw. Ryanair, for all of your blah, 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 blah. Thank you for flying with Ryanair. I'm not flying with Ryanair as, as much as I can help it. I'm not flying with Ryanair because if any of my money is going to this CEO, chief of, chief executive of Pussyclarts, that's what I'm calling him. He's a CEOP. Um, if any of my money is going to him, I don't want my money to go there, you know, because he's clearly wild. He's clearly deranged. He's clearly horrible and vile. I don't want to be giving him my money. And I don't think any of us should be giving Ryanair our money when this is how they're moving in such an Islamophobic way, in such a um, fat phobic way. In, 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 he, he's just a, a nasty man who is high off the fumes of capitalism and he doesn't deserve our money. He can go and suck his mother. That's all I wanted to say for this week. That's that. Yeah, that's 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 that. I think I've gotten all it all of it out. Um, so that's me done for this week. Thank you for tweeting all of your bits. Send your letters to sym at kelechiokafor.com. Uh, remember to hashtag say your mind pod um, or at say your mind pod or at kelechnikov. Um, send all of your bits to me, um, not via DM. You can write me a letter. I'm always happy to read them. So remember what I said in the tarot, um, have boundaries in place that mean that you can give to yourself and you have time to spend some alone time with yourself to feel all of the things that you're feeling. Same as the letter that came in rather than wanting to put a hex on people and being devastated go through the grief process in a healthy way and with all of the support that can be um, that you can garner that's the most important thing and obviously go and support sex fest and all of them things there yeah yeah better get on with uh, getting ready for new york new york thank you so much for listening i have been kelechi okafor this has been sym officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum. catch you on the flip side peace it's the Benz Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you fine, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mine, say you mine.